Hey guys, uh, Rob here from the Every Movie Ever podcast. Uh, no Ben. Normally we do the solo soapbox at the end, but um, just to preface this episode with... Um, we invited a lovely friend onto this podcast, as the title may have given you a clue about. This lovely friend was so lovely, in fact, that they were in work. Um, and rather than reschedule, they did us a solid and called in remotely uh, from outside work. As such, uh, there is a fair bit of noise, clatter and whatnot in the background. I've done my best to remove it. Uh, slightly more concerning is the uh, fact that the internet lost sync multiple times. So I've spent a good few hours cutting bits up and stitching them back together. Which, when you think about it, is just incredibly thematically appropriate. So with no further ado, I hope you enjoy the episode for Frankenstein 1931. Alive, it's alive. One man crazy. Welcome. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. To the Every Movie Ever podcast. To the, the monster. <laughs> the following episode contains spoilers. Oh, you're hurting me? No! Hello everyone and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane and today we are very honoured once again to welcome an incredible guest. But this one perhaps more incredible than most. Rudy most from incredible. Drinks and a Movie. Most incredible. Most incredible. <laughs> uh, Rudy from Drinks and a Movie podcast. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Thank you both for uh, having me on again. Dude, thanks for being here, man. Where are you calling in from today? Uh, I'm in uh, Costa Mesa right now, just out at some uh, college. I was doing some work over here, so I'm kind of in between gigs in the moment. Nice, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, like sitting here looking at you in your fucking Ray-Ban shades and the blue skies behind you whilst it's... <laughs> Quarter past nine at night and seven <laughs> degrees uh, over in the UK, oh, yeah, so that's right. lovely. <laughs> Centigrade. Yeah, seven degrees sounds good, though. Uh, yeah, I'll take seven. Dude, degrees. it is lovely. It's too hot out here. Fuck me, man. All right, don't brag. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, we're, we're listeners, but for those of us uh, listening who aren't familiar with your podcast, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, where we, people can find you? Yeah, so I host uh, Drinks in a Movie podcast. I've been doing it for, I think, three three years now. Um, basically, kind of like you guys, I just talk about movies with different guests. Um, mm. But the kind of cherry on top is Drinks in a Movie. We'll also, I'm really into whiskey and spirits. So we'll pick a spirit or a craft beer of some sort. And sometimes we kind of pair it with the movie or try to have it on theme. And so we'll sample some whiskey of some sort or beer, like I said. Um, and then we dig into our into our movies. So you know, you mentioned that you were listening to the Clerks Three episode. Mm -hmm. We recently did an episode on Clerks Three, and so drink wise, we decided to do uh, single barrel store picks from nice. different liquor stores, just to be in the, the theme of like convenience stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, and every once in a while, I'll get um, some industry professionals on there. I've had some cinematographers like Natasha Breyer and Andre Turpin and. 
I've had some actors from films like uh, American Me and uh, yeah, stuff like that. So I'm always trying to get um, more industry folks on there as well. Nice. So I'm really yeah, into cool. filmmaking. So well, I'm yeah. a former whiskey ben, ben. So like yeah, whiskey was my go-to yeah. drink. You were into whiskey before whiskey got in you. Yeah, I was into whiskey before whiskey kicked the shit out of me for a while, yeah. Uh, so now, now that I'm sober, I like live vicariously through your podcast. So the the best bit mm. is hearing like what movie you're getting into and then I get excited. And then you do like a breakdown of the drink and I'm like, oh, go on. Yeah, but what's it smell like? Yeah, but what what tones does it have? <laughs> oh, that's the one. But what cask is it from? Oh, okay. And it's like, mm. and then you get into the movie, and I feel like I'm a part of it, man. It's like I'm I'm sober, but I'm drinking yeah. through your podcast. It's lovely. Is it lovely, yeah, right on, or is it so. borderline relapse? It's one of the two, and either way, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It kind of kind of falls into that watching porn of illegal things. <laughs> does it? <laughs> Does it though? Yeah. You're Does not really. You're not really drinking. Yeah. Oh fuck off! I just have. I just have. <laughs> That's a terrible comparison. <laughs> awful. Awful. I mean, it's apt, but it's awful. Yeah, we're not drinking whiskey uh, this evening. We are going to be talking about 1931's Boris Karloff, starring Frankenstein. Uh, spoilers are included for this 100-year-old film, just in case you haven't really had a chance to watch it in the century it's been out. <laughs> uh, we will be spoiling. <laughs> we are going to be spoiling the movie. Uh, in which uh, a mad doctor reanimates uh, a corpse and then tortures it. That's essentially the entire movie. This is probably <laughs> my favourite Universal Monsters movie that exists. Uh, closely followed by Creature from Black Lagoon. What's your thoughts on this one, Rudy? I think it holds up really well still, besides the bits that don't completely make sense, which I'm sure we'll get into. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of a bunch. So, I, I love this whole opening. Um, it, it's funny to look back at that time, right? Like 1931, like what mm-hmm. talkies were out for less than 10 years, I want to mm. say. Yeah, yeah. And already this kind of idea of marketing of, uh, I forgot the actor's name, but the one who played Van Helsing and who plays um, the other Van doctor Sloan. in this movie comes out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Comes out in the beginning on stage to like tell the audience yeah. about how this might be too terrifying and it's this whole new crazy concept out of Carl Lemley and all that. Um, (laughs) I I thought that's like an amazing way to open it. Cause that's stuff that you would still see in like the sixties and the seventies with like Hitchcock doing it with the birds or I know last house on the left had a similar kind of um, uh, trailer idea. Uh, I think Colin Clive is great. It's it's sad that he died just several years after this movie. I think Mm. he was fucking born to play that role. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Boris Karloff obviously just had the perfect face. And it's crazy to think that he was pretty unknown before this. And yeah. This just blew him up. It, understandably so, though. He was fucking incredible in this. Holy shit. I, I thoroughly love the fact that Jimmy Whale, the director, spent years direct, uh, avoiding Boris Karloff because he just found him aggressively boring. He was like, he'll just start talking. <laughs> yeah. And he's an aggressively boring man. And frankly, the script for the first Frankenstein was about as much as he could take theatrically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you guys take away from the movie? Like, what what's your what's your big like? What's your big take on it? What do you what stood out for you? Oh, I, I, you said it was your favorite Universal monsters. I would rather slide sewing needles down my dick hole than watch this again. It was. Really? Oh, it was. It was oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take. That's so, a so fucking. That's a rough take, man. <laughs> I would rather. 
I'd rather slide a glass rod down my deck hole and then and then tap it against a fridge. Um, it's just hey man, some people are into it. <laughs> Jar guy was a thing in the early two thousands. You know what I mean? I, that was my favourite video. I I used to sample that and put it in in pop records I worked on underneath the snare. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I fucking <laughs> I that doesn't surprise me. There's quite a few pop records out there with that sound underneath the snare. It's really good. Um, Fantastic. No, why? Why did I hate this film? I hate. I didn't hate this film. It had obviously the the German expressionism cabinet of Dr. Caligari sets are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason I hated it is the way I came into it is we did Thirty One Dracula, and I was talking about these these sort of enduring monsters. They all represent social fears, and so. Uh, the wolf man is the fear of our inner primal nature. Um, mm-hmm. The invisible man is the fear of violation of our privacy. Um, and then we would, you sort of hit upon that vampires are fear of the other, the immigrant, the first stranger, the foreigner who's going to come in and drink your blood and spread disease and steal your women. And the conservative wet dream, I called the the, the vampire because it's that sort of like fear of the unknown and of the of the danger of the people over there. Okay. And so I was watching Frankenstein, being like, okay, what's this a, an allegory for? And the things they used it as an allegory for kept changing. So at first of all, I was like, oh, it's narcissistic parents. It's, I don't love you because you don't make me look great. And that's why I made you. I made you because, not because I wanted you to have a good life, but because I wanted to revel in the glory of having created you. Sure. You were my achievement that was going to make me look good. And now you make me look bad. So I'm going to hide you in the basement and beat you. Yeah. But then there was also that thing of like, (laughs) that's kind of, that was my primary metaphor. And then, and then it changed tone wildly throughout a lot of the acting was was very silent era mm-hmm. um and the sort of over dramatic over over the top the fucking dad if the dad says one more line and laughs at the end i'm gonna like... <laughs> that, that that character was just so interesting to me that like rich like asshole just dad yeah. who's just I I thought it was kind of hilarious. It's it ended on such an odd note too with right. him and like you don't yeah. even see Henry. He's just yeah. in the bed and yeah. the dad's like, "All right, cheers to all the maids or whatever." Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was kind of weird. But. <laughs> it comes back yeah. to that familial element with like, oh, uh, a son in the house of Frankenstein. It's like, okay, so it is about kids, but previously it was about science, but previously it was about nature, and I like that that character to have him be at the center of the movie. And he's like, oh, I had a dog that died of leukemia slowly once. <laughs> like, no matter what he said, he would laugh at the end. I think the ending of this movie where his son is recovering from like being attacked by the monster yeah and is like lying in his bed and everyone was concerned about him he's he's fine thankfully but mm. then maids are like look we we thought that he deserved and he needed a glass of this fine wine that your great grandparents mm. had saved and then he's like nah fuck him i'll have this one cheers <laughs> i was yeah. like what a dude what a fucking dude he's like that's expensive shit hell no yeah, yeah. Cheers to me and the movie. It's beautiful. I think he's just designed to be an asshole, though. You know, I mean, he's there for nothing yeah, but comedic it's asshole relief. Parents. It's yeah. asshole parents and the the problem the problem childs that they the problem children that they create. Okay, that's an interesting take, man. That's an interesting take. I I look at it slightly differently. As I said, this is probably like my favorite Universal Monsters movie, yeah. and it's because it's it's almost all of those things, but it's more a fear of. Um, it's more like a warning of be careful what you fucking bring into the world. Be careful what mm-hmm. you make, what you create, 
because yeah. whatever you put out, you can easily lose control of and it can fucking destroy your life. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're looking at society today, man, I mean, loads of people are getting canceled from shit that they did like 25 years ago. You know what I mean? It's yeah. almost <laughs> like their monsters are yeah. coming back to fucking punch them in the mouth on the side so, of a cliff. So you're saying Frankenstein is a Kevin Hart tweet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the 1931 equivalent of a fucking kevin hart tweet <laughs> no, it's, it's your favorite it's universal monster is a kevin hart tweet <laughs> got it yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, the reason that it's my favorite is the monster is written in such a way that it just fucking applies to everything man like mm-hmm. this creation that you, you rightly you correctly said like you know obviously this was supposed to yeah. define this man's career it was supposed to be his biggest achievement it was supposed to yeah you know, catapult him to the top of the scientific field and it didn't. It just brutally mm-hmm. murdered Dwight Fry <laughs> and then kicked the shit out. They threw a child into a lake and drowned her and then fucking yeah, gets burned alive. Start. You know what I mean? So the reason that I love him so much and that I kind of relate to him is he's just sort of brought into the world and then yeah. immediately tortured. Like, he hates fire. He's shit scared yeah. of it. So what does Fritz do other than shove a fucking giant torch in his face <laughs> every opportunity he gets? And no one does yeah, shit about yeah. it. No one likes, like, yeah, maybe don't do that. They just kind yeah, of cracks yeah. on with it, man. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I think for his brief life, you know, you talk about brief lives like mayflies mm. or mosquitoes. They live for 24 hours. It's this yeah. you know, burn bright. I feel like Frankenstein, you know, he burnt out rather than faded away because he was alive for like a week. He murders a guy, he drowns a yeah, child, man. dude, and he gets laid with his dad's with his dad's fiance. <laughs> Live fast, die young, man. Live fast, die young. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying he gets a lot more done in a week than I got done, dude. He had a busy fucking week. He had a busy week. Right. The thing, the thing that I breaks me about this. I want to know what his Google this. calendar looks like. <laughs> I was just going to say, the one thing that breaks me is the, the first interaction that he has that is a positive one Yeah, is so wildly misunderstood because of all of his previous traumas that have happened in his extremely mm-hmm. long life, right? Because he's had yeah. all the time in the world to process being almost set on fire <laughs> at every waking moment, right? So this child that is like, here's some flowers and let's have a laugh and a giggle and look, if I throw these flowers in, look how mm-hmm. fun this is. Throwing like, And he's like, yeah, do you know what would be more fun? you and just throws this little kid <laughs> in the lake right and it is heartbreaking yeah. to realize you can see boris karloff without saying a word you see the moment where he realizes that he has just fucking destroyed the only thing that has ever been nice to him and it is heartbreaking yeah. man it's just i don't know what it is boris karloff just fucking hits me square in the heart in this movie and i can't get over it man mm-hmm. it's so fucking good so good Rudy, what's your take? Yeah, I, I, yeah. To be honest, like I don't really, I didn't see any allegories or metaphors, and I, I don't look too deeply into these movies. I do like your whole idea of like parents and kids and all that. I think that makes mm. a, a whole mm. lot of sense. Um, but to, to be fair, like I, and it is like obviously about like loneliness and rejection, right? Especially too, if you go yeah. into like the yeah. book about uh, you know being brought into this world and immediately rejected. What I will say, I guess, in defense of uh, Henry Frankenstein, not Victor Frankenstein, is that I feel like he, to an extent, was in defense of his creation. It's really Fritz that fucked it up. Who Dwight Fry yeah. is just another great character actor. Because it's <laughs> yeah, not like, yeah, it's, really it's, yeah, it's it's not like the the Doctor Frankenstein himself was like 
you know, all right, let's keep torturing this thing. He was telling that bull to stop. <laughs> He's like, stop fucking with them. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I, I, I got to say, though, I still love that shot. Like, I remember watching this on tape as a, as a kid. And the moment that yeah. always stuck out with me, besides, like, like you said, the set with, like, the very German expressionist kind of quality in the mm. lab. And so iconic, like, the fucking oh, platform raising up into yeah, that yeah, yeah. hole in the ceiling and the lightning. Yeah, it's, God, it's, it's still, so like, good. so badass. Um, but like one moment that always stuck to me was when Henry's upstairs with the other doctor guy and you just hear the, the scream. And I like the, the implication, like he goes down, he's whipping it. And then the camera is cuts to them upstairs. And you just hear that like terrible screaming, like a man screaming like a child. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. And then they just open the door and you just see the legs hanging. Like, yeah. I think that shit oh, still man. holds up. Like, you can put that in a very oh, hell modern yeah. Yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and it Definitely still looks so, so good. Yeah, it's your point, too. Like, Boris Karloff's performance with just his, his eyes and just expression yeah. and his physicality. Like, like you said, that, that moment he realizes he killed that little girl on accident thinking she's going to mm. float or whatever is... Uh, Broke me, man. Yeah, that's a great one. Colin Clive, though, man. Colin Clive. Yeah, man. Colin Clive is great. What I struggled with was that like everyone besides Colin Clive and Boris Karloff, and weirdly the little girl, mm. I just didn't get like no one is that oh, okay. So I understand, you know, I would sometimes spend days on a mix, Victor von Frankensteining a mix for an okay. hour, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then play it to them, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, let's move on. Like, it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, if I'd fucking created life in a corpse. Right, and the people that were there to witness it were that chill the next day. I'd be a bit pissed off too. You reckon? <laughs> like, like nobody gives a shit. They're like, yeah, but should you've done it though, mate? Like, if you're not fucked, he's fucking alive. He's <laughs> <laughs> chill out, but it's like, sorry, I'm the only other being in the world except God to create life, and you're just like, when we're getting married though. Well, s- <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you do have a wedding. <laughs> Does booked. this put the wedding back? Yeah. yeah, are exactly. you fucking? Listen here, Sonny Jim. Are you fucking another woman? Because if you are, you're gonna make me look bad. What you've brought someone to life? Oh, whoop de fucking do! It's a criminal brain. Whoop de fucking do! It killed Fritz. Whoop de fucking do! You need to get down that fucking aisle and make me look like a good papa bear. All right, I got some banging wine. Yeah, get on that fucking aisle. Asshole parents, man. <laughs> that, that, that is among the the parts of this movie that you know I, I think are definitely pretty weird and nonsensical like i i forgot how fast everything mm. happens it's like the first yeah. 15 minutes or so that we find out what he's about they get the abnormal brain or whatever they throw it in there yeah, they yeah, crank yeah. off the switch he's like all oh, you motherfuckers come in here and watch this shit and they <laughs> roll up in there and yeah like you said like no one everyone's like all right cool man and then cool, it what's cuts dinner <laughs> yeah 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 it cuts to now it's like you know they're they're talking about keeping it hidden and one thing I completely forgot about, guys, is I feel maybe it's not this long, but it almost felt like an entire third of this movie was we're suddenly at this like German Oktoberfest beer festival. Like I do, just, I do got to say, I like that shot when the father's carrying the girl through oh the crowd God, and they don't dude, realize yeah. and everyone's cheering and he's just, yeah, and yeah. it's like this really long take. Like that shit yeah, was yeah. cool. It's that instantly relatable thing that we've all had where you're at a great party and then someone brings in a dead chick and you're like, ah, oh, God. This again? Again. Yeah, Yeah, pretend like we don't notice. Yeah, Dave, leave them outside. Michael Barrymore, man. Why why do people keep (laughs) playing Michael Michael Barrymore? Barrymore. Oh, God. (laughs) 
I went with fictional Dave. You went with Michael Barrymore. Fuck me. Fair enough. <laughs> the, du- the dude carrying that fucking carrying his daughter though. Yeah. His his face, his blank expression, his fucking yeah, yeah. like zombie walking with his kid. Fuck me. That is harrowing even by today's time. Yeah. It was also an insight into 1930s justice where he's like, she's been murdered. And the bargain master's like, don't worry, I'll find out who did it. And then just goes, who among us did this? <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll find who did it. Who did it? <laughs> did you just say burger master? That's what the character is. The the the, the sheriff. The burgomaster. Yeah. Oh, burgomaster. I thought you said burgomaster. I was like, what? Is he just like knocking out banging barbecue on the weekend? Like... It's just sort of like, what's your name? Germany, man. Whoever can grill the best sausage, they're like, he can run the town. Burgermaster. (laughs) City Hall's that way. Here's key to the city. Chuck us a sausage. Let's go. I think Rob... Did you freeze then? Are you okay? Everyone froze there. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. We're back. For the benefit of the listener, we are on the shakiest internet connection. Because <laughs> n- none of us, of us have our own shaky. homes. We all live with family. <laughs> I, I, I will say, like, as bummer as it is, I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%, man. We're in it together. You know what I mean? I feel like such an asshole, man. I was just like, dude, I still don't have internet. I'm a full-time fucking teacher. I'm basically yeah, homeless. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> um, Same. Just take away the teacher. To, bit. to your guys' point, too, it, it is weird how... Um, one thing, I, yeah, I, I guess I'm realizing more that I, I'm starting to not like about this movie is how quickly uh, Frankenstein was kind of willing to be like, all right, we got to kill this thing and get rid of it. Yes. I feel like that should have been drawn out more, kind of like you said with the, um, with like, I just created this thing. I got to yeah. keep it like all mm. because it killed Fritz, who, let's be real, he had it coming, man. Was it Fritz? He had it coming, 100%. yeah, he had it coming. Fritz was an asshole in this movie. Although, like. to be fair, we all do, we've all done creative things in our life, and I feel like, if anything, I, I, if anything, the point that I've taken away from your enjoyment of this film, you've added to mine, because it, as a metaphor for the creative process of becoming obsessive, shutting your friends and family out, they then come in to check on you, and they're like, it's fucking raining outside, and you're like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm busy. Yeah, I'm like we're about to get married. Can we not get sheltering? Like, oh, come on in then. Right, Fuck, just go in the cellar. Yeah, yeah. You show them you creating life, and they're like, oh, did you see Kevin Hart just tweeted? You're like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Fuck and then that. you hate it, and then you're like, oh, whatever. And they're like, what about that thing you were working on? Oh, you guys didn't like it, so now I fucking hate. It. I'm just gonna kill it. Fuck it, dead. It's kind of you kind of right though, Ryan. You're kind of right though. It is like show it something you've been working on for months and months and months, and then showing it to your family, and they're like. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Good yeah. job, man. Good job. So anyway, yeah. next anyway. weekend, <laughs> we're all going to the farmer's market. It's going to be great. Yeah. Clean your shoes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Similar thing. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one thing that I love about this movie. Let me right? just lock my wife in on our <laughs> wedding day. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's not get into that. But like up until that point, I was like, oh, this movie is actually like quite forward thinking towards women. She's kind of like the <laughs> Ellen Ripley of 1931. She's like, yeah, this is a fucking terrible idea. Let's not do this. This is awful. And then I was like, okay. So compared to Dracula, where it's like women are objects and like, you know, they can't have mm-hmm. their own thoughts or sexual desires or anything like this. No, 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 no. In this movie, I was like, okay, so it's kind of like forward thinking. Then they, she gets locked in a room on her wedding day and everyone's completely <laughs> fine with it. I was like, nope, nope. Back to square one. All right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. But the the one oh, thing Jesus that I will Christ. say in defense of like the acting and the pacing of this movie is, right, 
is if you were to take this movie and remove all of the cameras and put it on a stage mm-hmm. in front of a live audience, it would play out yep. in the exact same way. It's very stagey. It's, it's a very, it's a th- very stagey It's like film. a weird theatre movie that mm-hmm. kind of works. I'm not talking like Cat or Wicked. You know what I mean? You can't really like watch those <laughs> James Gordon. Anything James Cats. Gordon touches. Just... Katzenstein. <laughs> like, like Dracula, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was staged. Um, and I do yeah, feel yeah. like... Uh, sorry sorry if I cut you off early if you didn't finish it. No, no, no. Go for it. No, man. no, no. no. Um, I do feel like, yeah, I, I think about that too. Like, it's still just of that era, right? Like, they haven't quite figured it mm-hmm. out. But because of that, yeah. there's one yeah. shot in particular that really stands out to me. I'm interested to hear if you guys caught it too, is when they're both in the windmill. Because it is stagey, right? It's like mm, a wide yeah. shot of, like, the room. And just, we get close-ups at this point, which is cool, but it's all pretty flat. But when they're in the windmill, there's this great fucking moment the when they're facing off. Yeah, you're, you're doing it when that, yeah, that gear yeah. is or whatever is rotating. And they're both staring mm-hmm. at each other in close up, like framed yeah. in that gear. So you get yeah. like multiple layers of, of depth. Like that shot was fucking mm-hmm. dope. And that that's a moment that felt very contemporary compared to the rest of it. Like I'm sure James Whale and crew were like, oh, we just fucking figured some shit out right here. <laughs> we just dope. invented yeah, a bit. Yeah. This is fucking sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I love that. I, I love that shot. And it's interesting <laughs> how like it, it sticks out a lot compared to the, the rest of it. Yeah. There's a there's an interesting point that I've only just remembered. There's a fucking incredible film which uh, none of you fuckers will have seen, but you really need to, which is Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen and the lovely Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And it's uh, Brendan Fraser playing a gardener who comes and looks after James Whale late in life. And it's basically about how James Whale was a was a, a known closet homosexual. And when you look at it as a metaphor for him coming out to his parents and them thinking he's a monster and then cutting him out. Suddenly it makes a lot more sense. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole fucking different realm, man. (laughs) Somebody in the family who tortures him, he comes out as gay. They're like, fuck you. Oh my God. Then the whole town gets together and they're like, chase the gay up the windmill. Windmill's famously camp. I've heard of that movie. I haven't seen it. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this again. Watch it as a gay metaphor, and suddenly you're like, oh. That, it's yeah, just going to make yeah, me yeah. love it more. That's going to be fucking insane. I, I feel like there's a lot of um, ideas and concepts like that. Like th- That's the great thing yeah. about the horror genre in general, right? Is like we can almost take any mm-hmm. of those ideas and insert them in most stories mm-hmm. and projects. You know what I mean? So that's what yeah. it, it's what are you afraid of? Ben's afraid of the gays, which is why he... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is... <laughs> he really identifies with the Burgermeister. And the... <laughs> I just want to grill my meat. I'm terrified of burgers. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking... <laughs> a pansexual vegan. You know what I mean? I'm just going to put that That's one out That's why there. the Burgermeister sets fire to the windmill. He's like, there's meat up there. Let's cook it. Oh, shit. That's terrifying, man. I'm a guy that trains. I was trained to do one thing. <laughs> I was here to kill monsters and flip burgers, and I'm all out of burgers. <laughs> Surprised I didn't make the cut, man. I, I was going to say real quick, um, I'm curious to get your guys' take on this since we're obviously on different parts of the world. Um, mm-hmm. And clearly mm. the universal classic monster movies, which really kind of changed cinema and like that film industry in Hollywood mm, at the yeah. time, like is obviously big where you're, you guys are at because you're covering these movies right now. Yeah, growing yeah. up was like Dracula and Frankenstein and Wolfman, and particularly these actors of Bela Lugosi and 
Karloff and um, Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney Jr. and all these people. Did you feel growing up that it was a big part of your culture? And like, it's almost like a Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees kind of thing where even long before you saw these movies, you knew the image, you knew the shots. You oh, knew yeah. it. It's interesting, yeah. right? It, it's like as if you're all, it's so huge that it's almost like you're born already knowing it. Everyone knows what Freddy yeah, Krueger yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah, even yeah. if a child hasn't seen everybody knows, ah, from Good, the yeah. Bad, and the Ugly, even though no little yeah, kid has yeah, seen yeah, that yeah. movie. I just think it's um, yeah. kind of amazing how, how that all happens. And even this idea of, oh, Frankenstein is, is green and the bolts in the neck, but yet it was a black and white movie. And it's even now yeah, hard to come yeah. across colored pictures of like why it had that green color to emphasize mm-hmm. the gray deadness in like black and white film and i don't know I, i'm just yeah. curious of that if the same way for you guys where you're at it totally is i mean i think i think the wider culture over here in the uk they were not huge but as soon as you went into any comic book store you saw them and i had i i had a stack of um my grandmother was a massive well, I, I lived with my grandmother growing up and she was a massive fan of old school horror and B movies, we had them all on VHS and Marvel Comics and Tales from the Crypt. So I just had a big stack of like completely fucked because she was alcoholic as hell. So they were all like scrumpled, but you could unscrumple them and then read them. Nice. And so these this sort of imagery of like of uh, the Crypt Master and early horror and those early horror comics before the Comics Code Authority came in and sort of said, "Wait, we ain't, we're not doing that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was definitely a part of my was my childhood and the same with like we'd take movies off the tv like um night of the vampire and uh what's the really a uh, hammer all the hammer horrors like she was a massive hammer horror fan because she had a massive wide on for christopher <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's understandable it's understandable man anyway for me it was... enough about my grandmother's <laughs> wide on ben. really we can go on longer <laughs> um for me it was more like it's a broader subject than i have time for now <laughs> They, uh, we'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. We'll we'll end the recording, then we'll come back to it. Um, for me, it was more they show they show these types of movies around Halloween, but they always go for the classic ones, like the old black and white ones. Mm. They do the old black and white sci-fi's around Christmas, so like you know, the day the Earth stood yeah. still, uh, the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. All these things I saw yeah. with my with my brother or with my older sister, and we'd just be flicking through TV, and they would come on, and it would be like the star of Frankenstein, but you'd know it was Frankenstein immediately mm-hmm. and everyone in the room, whether you've seen it or not, you wouldn't know what you were watching and you yeah. would like just fucking absorb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was cool as fuck. Like you, like you said, we used to tape the shit off the TV constantly. I mean, we've still got a stack of VHS yeah. downstairs where... That there's no there's no way of knowing what's on it because the labels have been like stuck over and rewritten and scribbled out and rewritten and like tipexed yeah. on way too much for any discernible language to be like yeah i bet that's a gold mine for 80s and 90s uh tv ads though the 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 amount of adverts and the amount of like poorly timed intros and outros is astonishing (laughs) like it'll i mean et ends five minutes before the end of the movie so the spaceship lands the tape ends (laughs) and it's like what the fuck (laughs) were we thinking what were we doing could we were we desperate or did we run out of tape it's crazy it's fucking crazy um so we have a segment on this show rudy uh called how medically possible is it and this stems from 
uh, stems from the fact that Ben saw a review of the human centipede. He tells the story better than I can. Ben, explain medically possible. We saw, uh, I saw a review of uh, human centipede on one of those cheap Facebook movie groups. Uh, you know, the ones that everyone bickers about, sort of like, uh, I think you find Tusk isn't just about the walrus, it's about the man behind the walrus. <laughs> Um, so they do that a lot but there was this one guy on there and I don't think English was his first language and it is the best fucking the best staple of a movie review I've ever seen in my entire life he he mentioned nothing else about the movie he was like it's a great movie it's fine but the reason it's good is because it is medically possible and then I was like okay so do we now judge all cinema by whether it's medically possible. By whether or not. it's medically possible. So the question to you, Rudy, is how medically possible is Frankenstein on a scale of one to sutures? Where would you place Frankenstein? <laughs> <laughs> how medically possible it is? Fucking one. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? You saying you can't lock your wife in a room? I mean, there's all that. I... It's the electrodes in the neck. There's a lot of stuff that does this. You know what what I, mean? I think this movie's got it all covered. What electrodes it in the neck to help the brain stem, which, you know, trigger the brain. That's medically possible. Yep. If you need to make a hand move, you don't need to worry about the ligaments or anything or, or you know, veins or arteries or nerve endings or anything. Just fucking no, no. stitch it on, mate. Just stitch it on. Yeah. It's fine. And there's, there's, uh, there's, there's more light above ultraviolet, and that's what gives life. Yes. That's oh, the shit. see. This is oh my god, he made a life ray instead of a death ray. Name me another movie ray. where a fucking yeah. not evil scientist made a not death ray. I'll wait. Huh. What's the one with the dehydrator? Oh, um, Batman sixty six. That's dehydrator. That's That's see, and that was made by a, a, a death that ray. was made yeah. by a uh, whiskey brewery. Yeah, yeah. In the shape of a gun, for some reason. Rudy, which 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 whiskeys are dehydrated via ray? Wait, sorry, show? what was that? Which which whiskeys are dehydrated via a dehydration ray on your show? As the whiskey expert. Which whiskeys dehydrate me? Sorry, it was cracking up a little bit. <laughs> sorry, all of them. In the, <laughs> sorry, fine. all of them. In the sixty six Batman, there's like there's a there's a dehydrator ray yeah. that's been invented by a whiskey brewery in the shape of a gun. Yeah. So Rob Rob I don't was, even remember uh, that. saying, have you ever that was oh, in that man, movie. It's so good. Oh mate, you need to watch Batman yeah. sixty six. It is. Mwah. So, it do is they just cool. like turn into a skeleton when they shoot him with it, or what? Dust. It's a pile of dust. Dust. Oh man, you know yeah. who else had a fucking uh, dehydrator thing? Was the uh, you guys ever see Godzilla? Like fifty original Godzilla? Isn't that how they killed him? They yes. threw that like thing that like kills all the oxygen yes. in the water. The deoxygenizer. Nice. I guess that's different. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of the original <laughs> 70s Godzillas where it's just rubber guy, like guys in rubber suits knocking oh, over yeah, cardboard yeah. boxes and it's like there you go, man. Miniatures. it's borderline kink <laughs> it's borderline <laughs> a kink movie because it's just <laughs> sweaty men swatting alright boys what are we rating it <laughs> what are we going to rate it Rudy what are you rating it buddy uh, are we going out of 5 I'll give it a 4 4 out of 5 you're doing 4 out of yeah. 5 okay Rob what are you doing uh, if we're doing fives, we normally do tens. Uh, oh yeah, do ten, do ten, do ten. I'll give it an eight too. Yeah, I'll give it eight. I'll give it eight. Um, I will give this a soft four. What? Just too inconsistent. I couldn't get into it. <laughs> I'm genuinely offended by that. I'm offended by that. It's 2022, and you've offended me. That means, ergo, jail. 
jail for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just cancelled. I just got myself. You just cancelled yourself by podcast. passively yeah. offending someone. I'm my own person. How dare you say something that I disagree with? DJ Khaled, you cancelled yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fat ten from me all day long, all day long. Nice. I fucking cry nice. at the end. I cry with with the little girl and the dad walking through the streets. I'm fucking in love with Frankenstein, man. In love with it. Fine. Uh, looking forward to the remake. Not really. I haven't seen the remake. Oh, <laughs> the remake's incredible. The remake's incredible. Are it you guys doing the the Hammer one with Lee and Cushing, or are you doing the 1994 Kenneth Branagh directed? Robert De Niro. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro, Robert baby. De Niro, man. That's the one that we're going with. I look forward to listening to yeah, you guys. Yeah, take, yeah. Yeah. take me to the Arctic, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's the, you're so excited about it, and it fills me with dread because I fucking hold this, this <sighs> movie so dearly, and I know that you... A soft four... Getting you... A soft Turning four. into something that gets you this excited? I would thumb this film Jesus in. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Well, Rudy, buddy, thank you so fucking much for joining us, man. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here as always. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks um, for having me again. Dude, tell us all where we can find Apologies you, man. For the torturous internet connection. Uh, sorry, what was that? Out. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us all. Apologies for the torture. Go on, buddy. You do, you, do yours, you do yours. You do yours. This internet is fucking horrible. You. You. You do yours. <laughs> Apologies for the torturous internet connection for this call. We're a full nine minutes out of sync with each other and it's beginning to drive me insane. <laughs> ah! Oh, the edit's going to be fun on this one. But yeah, tell us all where we can find you, man. Yeah, and I have to do it. Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me at, at Drinks in a Movie Pod on Instagram. So please go follow that. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, a bunch of other podcasts, podcast platforms. But uh, yeah, Instagram is the, the big place to go to check it out. There's also a YouTube channel. So that link is on the Instagram and you can see some of the video episodes I've done with um, actors and other entertainers. So yeah. Go and check the YouTube out. The YouTube is 150% worth doing. Uh, like the, the, your, your production quality is almost like, you know, when you look at something, you're like, well, I'm never going to do that. And it's just massively discouraging. You're like, well, fuck it. They've done it. I can't do that. So... I'm just never yeah. going to touch it. <laughs> Every time I go to edit our YouTube videos, I'm like, oh, I'll just see what drinks in the movie. No, I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. And close the video <laughs> edit down. I'm like, I'm fine. I'll wait. I try. I'll wait. Yeah. Depressingly I try. I good. Depressingly good, but horrendously entertaining. So go watch. And if you're sober, listen to the podcast and drink vicariously. Vicariously? Not vicariously. Yes. Vicariously. Is that the word? Yes. Tool drink fun. vicariously through drinks in the movie podcast because I'm telling you, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's not as good as the real thing, but you're not relapsing. So it's better, right? I think I brought it back. I brought it back. I was trying to talk myself out of a whiskey sif, but you know, it's fine. Guys, thank nice. you so fucking much for well, hanging out with us. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. We will be back on Wednesday to do Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Kevin, Kenneth Branagh and Robert De Niro. That's the one. I've just realized as well that the both of the remakes that we're doing of the first two movies are just the author's name followed by the title. It's yeah. fine. It's consistency. Yeah, I didn't realize. Consistency indeed, buddy. 
Unlike this internet. It's been a pleasure. Unlike uh, this Lots internet. of love. Uh, we will speak to you soon. Rudy, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, until then, until Sunday, Wednesday, whenever we come back, Ben, help me out. Wednesday. What day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Till Wednesday. Saturday today. It's Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday. Consume. Consume. He's just resting, waiting for a new life to come. We must find another brain.